Hello, and welcome to this episode of Artists in Depth. I'm Alan Powell, and together with my co-host Bill Key, we talk with guest artists and explore links between their creativity and their identity. No matter your choice of expression, Artists in Depth provides an opportunity for the listener to ask the same questions of themselves that are being asked of our guests and to reflect on their own identity through the work they've created. And without further ado, let's get on with our podcast. This episode of Artists in Depth is sponsored by Equity Showcase in Toronto, Canada, embracing all artists by developing, uniting, advocating, and empowering the arts community. Visit equityshowcase.ca to discover all their initiatives. Our guest today is UK-based actor Gary Oliver. Gary began his career in the theatre, most notably seasons at the Royal National Theatre and Royal Shakespeare Company. He's worked with many great directors, including Rufus Norris, Sir Trevor Nunn, and David Farr. Highlights include Festin at the Almeida and playing Mark Anthony for the RSC and Julius Caesar in Stratford, America, and London. Since 2012, he's worked solely in TV and film, with Game of Thrones and the Netflix series Young Wallander, among his many credits. Gary talked about the light and shade that creates a character, and although he shows both in his performances, for our discussion, we focused on a few of his darker qualities. Choose a role throughout your career, one role that may come to you that you felt um, when you realized that, oh, this is... This is what acting is about. Oh, it, it's Mark Antony in Julius Caesar. And I did it for the uh, Royal Shakespeare Company in 2004, 2005. Uh, it was the biggest role that I've ever had. And with that company, uh, I felt a sense of the outer life of the actor as in, wow, I'm achieving something here with this character. Uh, you know, my hero, Marlon Brando, played it on film and I'd seen it. And uh, of course, we've got that, that, that big speech, the oration of Friends, Romans, Countrymen, that 10, 15 minute scene. And, the, and, and that leading up to the end of the first half of the play, uh, that I felt was a, a seminal role for me. What did you bring to that, to Julius Caesar, that um, you could really sink your teeth into? Like, what, how did you get in there? How did you grab that character? Where did you start? Um, there is the scene where he, he's just found out that Caesar has um, been killed and then he storms in and he sees the conspirators and, um, and he lies to them and he says, yeah, I'm on your side. I'm with you, I'm, I'm with you. And then they leave and then he's left with Caesar's corpse and it was that moment which created the the real personal connection that I have with that play I've just had this big lying that I've done with the conspirators and now my soul my spirit is is being sullied by that get it out get it out but ultimately it's having the dead body of a father-like figure in front of me in that moment what does it mean to you um the character, what it meant to Mark Anthony and what it meant to you, the actor, and how did you differentiate or how did you compare yourself? Yeah. To? Uh, in a rage, in a, in a rage, uh, injustice, uh, murder, 
uh, that I, I remember losing myself a couple of times. I, I did this part over 14 months and uh, I got very tired doing it. I, I, we, we, some other company, we met up a few years later and the assistant director, she, she took me to one side. She said, did you, did you get bored of doing that part? And I was quite offended by what she said. And I thought about it. I went home and I contacted her. I said, no, I never got bored. I got tired of doing that same role. And it was that scene, that inner rage uh, of, of re the regurgitation of, of, of the soul leaving me, of, of taking in the, the strength. But it was, it comes from a brutality, uh, a violence, wanting to commit violence. Just because uh, I have to say that in our production, we used uh, like a Brechtian thing of, of the conspirators will put their hands in a bucket of blood. So the blood would come out, their hands would be. Caesar's face was covered in blood. So I'm looking at this cult corpse and it's a murder. It's a, it's a graphic murder. Blood everywhere, syrup, you know. But our imaginations are fueled by that. So it came from an inner rage. Um, and, and releasing that inner rage was exhausting over a period of time. Sorry, Alan, you're gonna... Yeah, no, I, I just, uh, the inner rage, I'm curious to know where was that coming from and how was it connected to the murder? And like, can you vocalize that? No, that's just it, you see. Uh, it's been, it, it's, I think if it, it, I just, I'm recounting the feelings now, having just, uh, put them to one side in my in in myself for so long but it was just this raging at the moon just tearing at, at the moon it's just that you know it's that kind of ripping you know you can get you can get you can talk about the play about ripping the conspirators apart or, or, or the politics apart but no there was just this inner rage of injustice this screaming in a screaming guttural kind yeah. of um uh yeah, the vomit, the vomit, just this, you know, <laughs> all of a sudden now I'm saying, I'm thinking of Mr. Creosote in Monty Python, that, that's comedic uh, vomiting, <laughs> but that's, that is completely wrong, it's completely different, it's just that, yeah, it's, it's Linda Blair in The Exorcist, it's that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I get this uncontrollable, uh, it's not uncontrollable, but it's, it's, um, it's an injustice and it's not something that, yeah, it's in control, you can't control it, it's out of your hands, and it just makes you so fucking angry. Yeah, yeah, and, and moments of violence in my life. Uh, I play, I told you, I play, I play football quite a lot. And uh, what am I now? I'm 54, I, when I was doing the role, I was 38. And, uh, you know, I passed my best as a footballer. I was a pretty good footballer. And I was playing against an opposition and uh, twice in the rehearsal process when I was still, I, I lost my rag, I lost my temper on the football field. And I remember getting some guy by the throat and, uh, and I'd never done that before. I'd never done that. So, you know, this is during the rehearsal process and I'd, I'd found that moment. So that, that rage was there. I was having to control that rage, but it was, it was like a spot. It was, it, it would come out sometimes. Thankfully, mm -hmm. I, you know, as I, as I talked to my wife about it, I never brought that home with me, um, with, with my young children at the time. Um, but yeah, that, that rage was palpable. And and I'm sorry, and I'm, I'm just talking about sometimes where the red mist descends and you can't do anything to stop it. And I'm not the cleverest guy in the world. When I lose my temper, I, I, I you know, I, I become in, inarticulate and just, um, 
brutal, you know, brutal in, in, in a way. And just, you can't see anything. And that rage will stay with me for a long time. I know how to compress it and to, to sit on it so I don't go out and murder someone. But sometimes, you know, little triggers will just send me off. Um, and I'll, I'll suppress that. But for this part, yeah, I kind of like, not wallowed in it, but I used it. I used it appropriately, I thought, uh, for, for what I needed to get to. Um, and I Did don't you like going there. I don't, like, yeah, I don't yeah. like going there. It's just not me. You know, I just don't go in there, but I knew I had to go there. Uh, and that created this exhaustion. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, I, I hear you. The, um, and after 14 months, do you feel that uh, it, was, uh, it was cathartic? Um, do you still feel that rage? You, um, is it something that was connected to you at the time? Um, and now do you feel that it's still there or has it been exercised in some way? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I don't carry an inner rage with me. Um, as an actor, I've always been able to, as I say, compartmentalize myself. Uh, I, I can get myself up to a part or to a scene, uh, and then I can, I believe, quickly just let it go. But I know sometimes that there is a residue of that with that play every night. So that amount of exhaustion and waking up knowing that you're going to have to have that adrenaline fix pump yourself to that position again uh for me well it went into drinking a lot alcohol uh drinking wine at, at the end of an evening because i'd get home at, at half 11 at night the boys would get up at you know seven o'clock in the morning i wanted to be there for my boys i needed to get to sleep i would drink a lot a bottle of wine a bottle of red wine a night and of course that is also tantamount to a slippery slope uh but that was my way of, of of dealing with that and you know i still drink today quite a lot but i binge one night a week uh and that sometimes when i uh, it's usually on a friday night uh, at the end of the working week uh, i can then you know you know it's that you know why people get violent on alcohol uh, uh sometimes the demons might come out but you know never in a domestic mm -hmm situation never at home but it's uh, feelings of that that you that I, I can suppress that's that's fine thank you for for sharing that gary and um the idea that um you can you, you compartmentalize and also you are in control of it and you know when it's good to to express it which on stage perfect um at home no um when and now you're saying that um well, so so it's, it's still with you is that is that something that still you carry or you well, know the rage can... from that part or rage in, in yeah. general the rage well i guess in general because it is yours right it is mine yeah i uh, you know and i've often i'm often cast with uh, as as angry aggressive kind of characters uh yeah <laughs> i remember at drama school uh i was on a scholarship and i i had to be the caretaker uh of of the school and i I went into the, one of the school offices uh, late at night because I had the keys and I went into a, 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 a file system and I saw my file and the directors had made notes about me and the, and the, and the one was aggressive. That was the one note about this is me as a 19 year aggressive. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, as a sport, a player, having played sport a lot, football in particular, I, I can, you know, I have the ability to be aggressive, mm -hmm. uh, but when I became a father in 98, uh, 
there was no way I was going to be an aggressive, an, an aggressive father. My father was not like that. So where does that come from? Maybe it's the way, where, I, uh, where I was brought up. Um, it was a tough, you know, it was a middle class background. Uh, but I went to school and it was a little bit feral, a little bit, you know, aggressive. You couldn't be a victim. If you were a victim, then you were, you were, you were going to be. So, yeah, I think there was a, probably an inner rage uh, as I had a, a, as a child, but not through, as I say, I, you know, warm family, lovely, loving family. So that pinpointing that rage is, is maybe for mm-hmm. you just. <laughs> for me to address but um yeah i think the rage is still there there is a rage that that can but you know i still play football now but I, that rage never comes out on the football field but i don't play against strangers i play amongst friends so if a if a, if a dodgy tackle comes in i'm not going to react to it like i used to uh, when i was playing competitive football um uh, yeah, yeah, rage at injustices social injustices stuff you see on social media you can rage about that but um does that yeah. you feel that that, that might um, does it you say it's still there and unconsciously or consciously do you feel that that fuels most of your roles? The last thing I did you you you've, you've said you've seen my website. Uh, the first thing that comes up there is a, a Netflix series that I did last year called Young Wallander, and uh, that that's a, that's the typical example of what I'm I'm saying about this having the the inner uh, aggressiveness. Isn't it? There's not a rage with this police commissioner. But there's a there's an aggressiveness there, which is not necessarily in the text, uh, but it's something that we were looking towards to achieve. And I, I just see dead eyes. I see I see the low voice, and, 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 and uh, but that's maybe not for me to say. And as I say, it's a, it's well dodgy. Well, that's a good question. Yeah, well, I, I actually, let's go there. Um, I mean, because actors are their worst critics. You're you know, yeah. you're, yeah. so you look at yourself and you see dead eyes. You see something happening. So. What is it when you see that? Let's if you, to be totally open and honest. If you're willing to be, what do? Yeah. You, why do you think you're seeing dead eyes? Uh, partly genetics, partly, <laughs> in, in some aspects, genetics. Uh, do I have the face to 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 show that? Do if I you were, the... if you if you were to go down the 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 path of uh, psychology and the emotional makeup of yourself. It, look at it in that and maybe then I, i'm not letting go i'm not letting go enough uh, <laughs> it's almost the fear of, of that camera getting into your soul which is what's needed i don't think i've let go enough because i am so bound by the text the words the learning of the words getting the words right i don't want to fuck up because it means there are you know there's 20 30 people there who are relying on me getting my words right if it's a big speech and you know or whatever I've got to get those words right. I don't want to be, if, 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 let's go again. If you hear that, you think, is it me? Is it me? That's the big fear. The technical, the outer workings of the actor, uh, you know, the, uh, getting the technique right. H- am I relaxed? Do I need more takes? Am I an actor who needs more takes? I like to be playful. I like to be spontaneous. I like to be in command of those roles, uh, of those words. Uh, am I therefore laying myself open enough to the role instead of you know worrying too much about the technical aspects of it so um okay. that's that's something i need yeah. to work on perhaps well that's perhaps. I, you're not alone i, I would say that the, there are many actors who are worried about the same thing um and yeah. that does interfere with the performance and yeah. thus 
it's kind of like a uh, there's a cutoff there's a just disconnect between what I'm doing for the camera and what I need to do for everybody behind the camera. Yeah, yeah, because I, I played Joseph Stalin in a film called Bitter Har Harvest. This very unusual instance where they gave me this scene and uh, it was with Paul, Paul Hickey, playing Kaganovich, uh, uh, sort of like Stalin's right-hand enforcer, you know, his right-hand man. And uh, we'd, done, we'd rehearsed it and we did a camera rehearsal and everyone just left the room you know you do the camera rehearsal you, you you're going to go straight into it everyone just left the room and the, and the, the script editor came up to me with a, a, a sheet of paper and she said gary they want you to learn this and do it for this scene i said hang on a minute hang on we've just we've just done a rehearsal now all the lines are all set everything and they gave me this script and it was a like a 10 line speech and what they wanted me to say and i said i can't i can't do that you know i can't learn this so I, I sort of like, I said, look, guys, I, you've given me a couple of minutes to learn this. I'll tell you what, I'll improvise it. I'll read it a couple of times and I'll improvise it. And it's on my showreel. And I'm, it's the only scene I'm, I'm a, a, you know, slightly proud about because um, I just threw caution to the wind. I knew that the words weren't there, but I just went off on one. And so most of the speech is, is my words. Uh, and I let go and I found that a little bit of an inner rage there and it, it, it's it's in that mm. showreel in one of those showreels and that's why i just felt a little bit of uh synchronicity with that rage and just that yeah. just coming out a bit you know because it was a bit loose and it was a bit free it and i didn't give a shit and there was a yeah. couple of things technical that i got you know i i would like to have smoothed out and stuff mm. but i found that rage and that rage came out there because i was free because i was able to express yeah. myself without having the the, the writer's words, you know, uh, impinging on my on my my ability to be free. Yeah, um, I, that's that's a great story, Gary. The the uh, that you you managed to, uh, and I don't know. It's like I'm questioning whether or not it's actually rage at this point because it's something more like about about boundaries and saying, you know what, fuck you. Hold on a second, I'm not your dog. Uh, I, yeah. I I I need to do this my way, and we're going to yeah. do it my way. And now we're yeah. there was the freedom. There was a boundary that you just put up. Uh, yeah. It may have been rage, but my my feeling is that if it was, you I don't know, unless you, uh, I don't know, went, went away and, um, um, well, again, you could have com compartmentalized it. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I, that is such a wonderful quality to have. And that's why I'm not calling it rage, because rage isn't a wonderful quality. Anger is a wonderful quality. It's a good feeling um, to have and utilize when you need it. Yes. But what you did in that, on that set, does it happen in life where you can actually put up your boundary and say, no, that's not happening? Working with red tape, bureaucracy, uh, large organizations uh, where there are so many rules and regulations, I have to keep myself apart from being exposed to senior management. Uh, otherwise, I know, and it has happened, I will just, I can be very volatile and just let rip. Uh, so I, I remove myself from those triggers. Uh, I go into work on, yeah. a, on a morning. I, I do an hour's teaching in the morning, and I, I, I'm like a rat keeping to the outside of a house. Uh, I get to my classroom, uh, become this uh, gregarious teacher who is trying to uh, give confidence to, to children uh, in, in doing their speeches, uh, and then I leave the the building 
on the outer uh, part of the school and just go home. I, and I know that the rules and regulations and stuff like that, I have to keep apart from because I don't have the mental capacity to, to decipher all those rules and regulations. I like to be free and spontaneous. It's that spontaneity, which I think, which is what I, I guess what I'm getting at, makes me a better actor. When I don't overthink things, when I just let go. Uh, and I'm being quite candid with you now. And I, I can feel myself being open and, and being, you know, I can, you know, I enjoy that candor. Uh, and, and of course, with the eight months we've had of introspection or whatever, I, I, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I have no inner rage today. Right. But uh, it's suppressed. It's, you know, in everyday life, we have these little, little, you know, I, I just, uh, went shopping today and, and you see a little bit of road rage going on. You see, you know, men in their cars, in their little vehicles, their territory, bah, bah, bah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, that you see the inner rage of people. That inner rage is always there, I think. Yeah. Let's just hold this rage in mind because it's a really important piece for you and it's, it has been fueling a lot of your characters. It sounds like it's not a comfortable thing for you. And that's why you need to compartmentalize it and you need to keep away from the authority figures at school. Um, if you were, if you had the opportunity to release this rage or to free it so it can become something else um, that works for you in a way that connects you, bring you closer to people, you're gonna see things differently in your own life. And you had, it was an opportunity to put it into a role. What role would that look like? Explain some more. Is that so? What in an ideal situation, or or a role that I think is what I, I could play? And um... in a roundabout way, what I'm asking is: Is there a role that you want to play that you haven't yet played? Uh, Iago, Iago, dealing with jealousies. Mm -hmm. uh, even Othello himself. Uh, uh, that kind of rage. There's something about the, a role that has to do with jealousy that you would want to get your teeth into. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I did. Uh, what's the part? Uh, Jean, Jean in um, Miss Julie. Miss Julie is a three-hander, and uh, he's a servant, and he has an affair with the lady of the house, and it's all on a Midsummer's Eve, and he's he wants to better himself. Um, he, he wants to um, wants to be a better person, and he has that inner rage that God gave him this subservient role in life, but he wants to better himself. Okay, so there's a jealousy of the upper classes. With uh, Iago, isn't there? There's a jealousy that uh, Othello has overlooked him uh, to uh, uh, to to be his right hand man. He's given it to um, to Cassio. Um, can't remember now but it's a, it's a huge role isn't it not, not necessarily he's a manipulator mm. uh is that the role i uh, it's the role off the top of my head i suppose that i, I uh, no I, i'm i'm uncomfortable with being that kind of manipulation no no i'm not no i'm not i'm just contradicting myself now well, that's, no, what mark no. that's what mark anthony has yeah. done he's manipulated it's well, that kind of but I'm just I'm, I'm playing with the idea of manipulation and jealousy, and there's I think jealousy sounds like it's more the which there's something about the jealousy manipulation. Do you want to manipulate because you're jealous? And you're I felt like you were going. Yes, ah, I don't I mean, know, that's I don't what, know if I want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so is this jealousy that's that's playing? That's um, is there is there that that exists in your life in the past unresolved? Well, I, I tell you what, you know, in this eight month, I haven't worked all year. I've got work to go to. 
thankfully. Uh, I haven't worked all year. It's the first time in my career, I've, uh, you know, because of the coronavirus. But because I know that my peers and the guys that I go up against are in the same boat, I've managed to get through this quite, you know, quite easily. Uh, if if it was, if you know, if everything was back to normal, uh, and I'm seeing colleagues, friends, people I've, you know, who have got the role instead of me, and they're working, then I think that uh, that competitiveness. Uh, Sports guy up. comes back. Exactly. I'm yeah. a jock. You know, I'm not an intellect. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a simple man who 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 has got good instincts. That's what I think. I, my good things about as an actor is that I've got good instincts and I would like to work with those instincts. And that's, as I say, that's when I become a, a freer, uh, hopefully more appealing actor. Um, Interesting. The big theme uh, that's yeah. been coming through and it's, is the idea, uh, is the rage, is the jealousy, is this competitiveness. Um, and it does, and, and uh, your on-camera presence really is, um, it's, it's, it's quite, it is quite powerful and, and strong. Um, yeah. And so I get, and, and I guess the question is, um, do you think it's possible for one, for an actor to change their presence on camera completely? Yeah, yeah, of course it is. I mean, that's the skill of, 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 of acting, isn't it? It's in, it's, 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 making an audience believe that you can um i think my qualities though are that rage that anger that uh yeah but i know i guess i'm at, I'm at my best when i can unleash those beasts those things in the back of my head those frustrations the fact that you need to uh, be gregarious and fun uh off stage or off camera, um, do you feel that that might be a message to everybody around you so that, uh, that when you get into role, you're really saying, I'm not like this role. This is me. I'm fun and gregarious. Because I, again, Gary, I'm just thinking that, do you, do you feel that sometimes you take on these roles so convincingly and you're able to put out the rage and whatever the anger and that weight um, that people will go, fuck this guy is serious. Like he knows, like he, this is him. Do you need to make that separation? I need to know that they know that I'm acting, that it's not me. It's not my everyday kind of existence. Uh, even though they, I mean, yeah, I get it. Even yeah, though they, even they though, write you a check and they say action and you act. Yeah. Yeah. They still they, need to they, know you're they, acting. They gotta know I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. It's there. It's, it's a little ball of energy inside me that will come out uh, for, because you're writing the check uh, and I don't like it. And that's not me at all. I, I, I'm frothy and light and, and silly. I like to be silly. Uh, and, uh, and I like to organically grow with people uh, or at least come in and, and, and that, you know, with my lightheartedness, I hopefully that transfers to other actors to give off their best. If I come in and I'm aggressive, uh, I, I don't like that in other actors, that, that kind of conflict. I don't like conflict. I naturally don't like conflict. Um, uh, but if I do have to head go into conflict, then it becomes uh, poisonous to me. It's it's a poison that injects me, and and I won't let go. It will fester. Um, uh, so I don't want that. I will suppress that to the nth degree. You've been wonderful, Gary. No, Is there anything thank you. that you want to say that you feel hasn't been touched on that you wanted an opportunity to say today? I felt as if I've offloaded to on onto you. 
and 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 I've enjoyed the questioning, uh, and I didn't realize that. Yes, uh, I do have this inner rage, and it's there, and it is it is part of my makeup, I suppose. But um, because I've suppressed it for so long, and I continue to suppress it, you know, uh, I think becoming a father also helps. Uh, as an actor, though, as a professional, I do have this inner rage, which I like to tap into. Uh, yeah, it's been great. It's been good. And one last question. Do you think if you did release the rage, do you think your roles would end up being different? Well, you know, the gray hair's coming on now and uh, uh, I, I play these, these uh, men of authority, uh, of experience, of gravitas. Yeah, I take the voice down and I talk like this a lot for the television cameras and you know I just take it so it, I don't get the chance to just release that inner demon that I have which is still there which is fine which is all part of the process of working with the camera which I really really like give me your best Santa impression Sandy <laughs> sit on my knee come here <laughs> Hey, there you go. You've just lured me into saying something inappropriate now, which is what I didn't want to say. You know. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gary. If you've been inspired or moved by what you've heard on today's podcast, I invite you to visit our website, artistsindepth.com. There you can sign up for podcast reminders, get in touch with us through email, or connect with other like-minded artists by sharing your thoughts on our blog and joining our community and finding out more about our initiatives. It's free and it's rewarding. Until next time. This episode of Artists in Depth is sponsored by Equity Showcase in Toronto, Canada. Embracing all artists by developing, uniting, advocating, and empowering the arts community. Visit equityshowcase.ca to discover all their initiatives. <laughs>